I am Sam J. Jones, Flash Gordon. Okay. Oh, hey. excuse me. That's okay. It's been a long day. <laughs> the dome always does that to me. Okay. So it's much. good to be seen. It really is. And you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. Tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. From our virtual living room studio deep in the underground living quarters in Ikea Snack Bar in Area 51, hello and welcome to TalkCast 272 and this week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Enjoying a brief respite from the monotony of mundane, I am the Puxatani fellow Sci-Fi Saturday Night, claiming there will be at least six more weeks of the Marvel Universe known as the Dome. Joining the talk is tonight, the rest of the gang of four in the Revere Time Vortex, our technical omnivore, running everything behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, and well, she just enjoys pushing people virtual buttons. It's our own girl genius, Griana. Oh, you know I'm good at pushing buttons. I heard that. But you can't hear me typing, can you? Not anymore, because you've gotten yourself a new keyboard, and we're quite proud of it. I don't like it. If anyone has something with Cherry MX brown switches in it, I will pay you. That is all. Send it to Kriana at SciFiSaturdayNight.com. Somehow I don't think that's going to work. From the stacks of her personal space in the Dank Dungeons, only indoor is Spring Zen Garden, where she's selling sea salt by the spring shores of the Bleak Martin landscape, our own volunteer for Mars One Project, Zombrarian. Martin Landscape? Is that what I heard? I'm no, not going me. on Mars One. <laughs> we we volunteered you, and I, I I couldn't give a better way to, to let you know than just announce it in front of everyone tonight. Mars One is freaking terrifying, you guys. <laughs> Don't even joke. From a galaxy not as far away as you might think, our woman in Chainmail, who adores everything Marvel, so much so that she now has a Howard the Duck Funko Pop, which is interesting as they never actually made one. Red Agent Carter lipstick and all, please welcome Sir Sarah Lady Knight. Everything except Ant-Man, let's be real here. <laughs> Nobody likes Ant-Man. Why is this Nobody still a thing? Nobody likes Ant-Man! Why is this still a thing? I have no I, money because they want to bleed money out of us, which for the most part I'm okay with. But when <laughs> having an Ant-Man movie means we still don't have a fucking Black Widow movie. Well, not only do we not have a sister. Movie, that's why Black, there's, there's a reason that Black Widow isn't on any Avengers merch. And we're going to talk about that later on in the oh, show. sexism. <laughs> 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 Excuse me, I got a little uh, lump in my throat there. Our guest tonight from Double Midnight Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, which is, uh, by way of, of full disclosure, one of our sponsors, and a great human being, Chris from Double Midnight. Welcome to the show, Chris. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me back. It's always a Good pleasure to be here. We know, we know how much fun it is and how much fun and joy you are as the Santa Claus of comic books on Free Comic Book Day, which is coming up on Saturday, May 2nd. For those of you who are not from New England, you miss one of the greatest parties ever at Double Midnight Comics, where literally there's a line that goes through the plaza, down on the road of people just wanting to get in and the 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 parking lot is looks like a sideshow carnival i, I don't know about <laughs> but not in the creepy way like american horror story like in, the fun <laughs> in an absolute fun way so chris oh. this year is uh how in the name of all that is holy do you top what you guys did last year uh, well, uh, you know, we just kind of do it bigger and, and better than we did last year. I mean, last year, I think, like, for example, we had, what do we have? We had, like, two cars in the parking lot. We have that 66 Batmobile, and we had... Um, the Ghostbusters uh, car. Yeah, the Ghostbusters. And then this year, I think we have, like, seven cars. Oh, we, have, no. like, we have the That's DeLorean. Nice. We have a Jurassic Park truck. We've got uh, the Deuce Hazard car, the Smoking Bandit car. We've got a Joker car, um, and the Bat Cycle back. So, like, we've kind of expanded on that. Uh, we've got more artists. We've got more comics to give away, bigger raffles. Um, we're just, uh, you know, building upon the craziness that came last year. Um, I'm just wondering when we're going to get Scooby in the Mystery Machine. That's what I'm... I know, I'm I gotta find one. If anybody can hook us up, we'll definitely invite them. We we will literally paint one with our blood. Okay. There we go. Does that work for you? Sure. Cool. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. So Saturday, explain to us let me see, I believe last year the line started to form to get into your place at around six o'clock in the morning. I think I think it was actually earlier than that. Oh, good lord! I, I, and I think I I think somebody got there at like one in the morning, maybe. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and there's there's a few people that have been like declaring that they will be the first one there this year. So. No, it's gonna be me. Challenge accepted. Is it? No. <laughs> what time are you gonna get there? <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, we're hoping to get in with press passes this year. Just saying. Okay. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they like us enough. Yeah. Don't. Uh, yeah. All right, so. But again, but yeah, this year, not only do you have the Manchester store, but mm -hmm. the, the growing store in Concord, New Hampshire, which started yeah. off with a very small uh, outpouring last year at Free mm -hmm. Comic Book Day. It was, mm -hmm. it was actually one of the few places where I could just walk in, and it was, it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. So what's going yeah, it was, on? Uh, yeah, the original, the original one had to do two parties. And then what happened was is Gail Simone, uh, right here back girl, uh, accepted her invitation to come to the Manchester store and then everything kind of shifted back to the Manchester store. So uh, we decided that this show we're going to a little bit. Was a big party Manchester, but what we wanted to do was uh, since we're in a downtown location in Concord, it's going to be kind of like a festival, of course. So we invited, we worked in Concord, which is the downtown group, to get 20 other businesses along Main Street to offer 
free comic book day special. So you can kind of go get more comics. If you go down Main Street, you can, you know, take part, like uh, one of the coffee shops has like a, an Avengers theme menu. So there's a Captain America drink, there's a Hulk drink, there's an Iron Man drink. Um, they've got food specials. Uh, one of the candy shops is giving away uh, free ice cream if you're in costume. So there's a lot of fun stuff happening up there. So um, it's kind of a different, different animal, but it's something that we're looking to grow and make bigger. Um, in addition so to what's happening in Manchester. So the concrete store is essentially going to be hosting a street fair more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's kind of cool because there's a lot of great shops in Concord, so yeah. it kind of, will kind of be the epicenter, and then people can kind of go out and, you know, get more free comics and, and do all the great things that are downtown. So. so talk a little bit about what other special events, aside from having a parking lot full of incredibly cool cars, is going to be going on at the Manchester store. So we've got a big costume contest. Um so the winner's going to win a big uh, gift certificate to the store and four passes to um, some of the New England's uh, best comic shows, the, uh, the Madison Comic-Con, Granite City Comic-Con, Rhode Island Comic-Con, and Hartford Comic-Con. And those prizes tend to draw people from all over the place. So we're expecting like, hundreds of people in costume to the point where we've arranged with the city to go over to the uh, Gill Stadium next door, the Bay Baseball Stadium, to do our big photo shoot at 2 o'clock. So if anybody's coming in costume, nice. they want to be there too for like the humongous photo shoot. So uh, that's going to be really awesome. And then um, we've got Katie Cook, who is uh, the writer and one of the artists for My Little Pony. And she's our featured guest. And then we have uh, Babstar, who... Uh, is the artist on Batgirl. She's our other featured guest for the day. So um, we have a lot of fun there sketching and, and, uh, and signing books and stuff. So that's going to be really neat. And then we have like 15 other New England artists that are going to be in attendance. We took over the, um, the vacant space in the plaza again. So that's kind of like our mini convention. I guess you kind of call it artist alley, um, you know, uh, the expansion of the store. So yeah, yeah. And, and then there's a nap. Then there's an after party uh, at the bowling alley. Uh, <laughs> of course, there is. Hang out. What would it mm-hmm. be without the bowling alley after party? Yes. But yes. the important thing is, you know, hey, bring bring the kids because mm-hmm. it's free comics. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. I mean, they, they get a kick out of seeing all the people in costume. There's a kid, there's a there's a costume contest for kids where we get some Lego stuff and some books and stuff to give away for that. So we encourage the kids to dress up too, and it's just a really a really fun time for everybody. What is what is a, an event like Free Comic Book Day mean for for the guys from Double Midnight? What what does it do for you guys? Uh, you know, it just it just raises awareness for the store. It raises, you know, it gets comic books into people's hands, so they might see the Avengers, they might see, you know, Arrow or the Flash, but they never picked up a comic book before. So this kind of gets it into their hands, and you know, gives them a, a sample of what comics are all about, and hopefully they like it, and hopefully they come back for more, and then we just create more, you know, comic fans. So, um, and, I, and then, I, I don't know. If if anybody who listens to the show has never been to Free Comic Book Day, which would shock me, but if you haven't, um, the, the amount of stuff that 
It's just that me. depends. Cam, have you ever been to Free Comic Book Day? Mm-hmm. I think he has. <laughs> I think he has. Pretty sure mm-hmm. he has. But I mean, just the amount of free stuff and and people you get to meet and and mm-hmm. things you get to do is literally like going to a, a mini convention, and it's just a heck of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 just crazy. I mean, we kind of look at it as like our our Super Bowl of the year. We kind of just this is our big big thing for the year. So, you know, we do conventions, we do everything else, but this is like you know our big you know, fun day of the year, so. And, and it is an absolutely fun day. Uh, I can't wait to go, to, to go and be there and and be a part of it. And uh, I am really, 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 really looking forward to it. Before we let you leave, however. Well, I think we have to say the date and everything so that everyone knows, right? The date is Saturday, May 2nd. Mm-hmm. What time does uh, the store officially open? Still open to 10. Um, like I said, there's, uh, you know, we've got plenty of comics. We don't have to be there, you know, at midnight lining up with everybody. Uh, we've got tons of, com- tons of comics to give away. Um, it goes till 7 o'clock. Then we kind of wrap things up and go over to the bowling alley. And, um, but yeah, there's a ton of stuff going on. And it's, uh, it's all up on our website at dmcomics.com uh, where people can just see everything that's going on because we're kind of just, scratching the surface there's stuff I can't even remember what's going on there's so much going on before we let you go yeah we are as of right now I don't know when when people are actually listening to it but as of our recording right now we are 141 days away from Granite Con yes yes there's uh you know once we finish this you know we're going back into this that's always that's always in process so um but that's <laughs> That's shaping up to be a really fun show this year. I'm, I'm really excited. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, when you're headlining with Billy D. Williams, you're doing mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to have Lando in the house. Kind of cool. And you've mm-hmm. got, you started off with a, a rather substantial list of, of, uh, people that are going to mm-hmm. be involved with the show. Can, can you give us any, uh, any exclusive? <laughs> we will have, uh, let's see, probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll be uh, announcing a few more media guests. Um, so if there's anybody that are like fans of like aliens, um, we have a couple, we might have a couple of people from there. So, uh, we just might, but but we'll have yeah. you back on the show to talk about that uh, sure. after Free Comic Book Day. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Comic Book Day is Saturday, May 2nd. Double Midnight mm-hmm. Comics in Manchester and Concord, New Hampshire. Both stores open at 10 a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. Arrive early, wear comfortable shoes, and expect to have a great time. The lines may be a little bit long, but there's a lot of fun for you. But you don't have to arrive too early, because as Chris said... They have plenty yep. of comics. They're not going to run out. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you. We'll you have a great week. Oh, get out. All right. You absolutely will. Thanks. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. It sounds like fun, guys. That's all I'm saying. You know, there are some stores that just, like,
throw a bunch of comic books on a card table, and when they're gone, they're gone. Unfortunately, that's that's uh, Zombarian's birthday. Oh. Well, Zombarian, you're going to have to celebrate it properly. At Free Comic Book Day. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) You didn't sound enthusiastic, however. I usually... My... Birthday is usually very close to free comic book day. And this year, it's It's, just how lucky could you get? How lucky can you get? But if I tell them it's my birthday, do you think they'd give me free comic books? I think they'll give you free comic books for walking in the door. Oh, I'm that special. You answer is yes. You're so special. You know that. How many times has Doug Jones told you that? How many times? You're a special princess. That's right. But before we get too deep into why Doug Jones has been hugging Zombrian, let's go to... Why hasn't he been hugging me? This is the real question. The news. The hesitation was. You know what, Dome? You know what, Dome? What? There was also a minor delay this time. Bite me. (laughs) Was not followed by swearing. There's some lag on the call. (laughs) Yeah, definitely lag. It was Dome. You're so inconsiderate. I know. Of the lag. And and how about Sir Sarah? Yes. Uh, Your weekly Agents of Shield review. I just, I just really want someone to shoot Grant Ward directly in between the eyeballs. Or directly in a different kind of balls. (laughs) (laughs) Either balls is fine. Just somewhere which incapacitates him completely or just fucking kills the asshole already. I'm done with Ward. I'm so done. He's not interesting. He is awful, and I hate him, and I want him to die. But you know what? Tell us he how is you awful, really feel. and you do want him to die, but the unfortunate problem is he is interesting. No. And because of that, they keep jerking him around and bring him in and out of storylines. Because, unfortunately, he's a sick bastard, but he's an interesting sick bastard. He was interesting for five minutes when he burned his family, and now he's not interesting. And I'm over it. Like, I've already kind of gotten all the Grant Ward catharsis that I need, and now, which was very little to begin with, but now I'm kind of, like, over it, and now he has, like, his girlfriend who's very creepily dependent on him, and I don't like that, and I want her to be her own person and be like, oh, JK, I'm going to kick your ass because you're the worst person. And I just, I don't, I don't like his arc. I don't care about him enough to like his arc. Like, it's just, why? Why? Well, I think why has to do with the very last 30 seconds of the show. And how did you feel about that? Which part? Because the, the last few seconds of the show are the your leader with Coulson, right? Right, where Coulson is sitting right and says, take me to your leader. Yeah. 
I don't know. I something up his sleeve, but I'm worried about him. But I just my okay. My main takeaway from this episode is Simmons doesn't care about anything except for the fact that Colton was doing this for Sky, and which she seems okay with now for some reason because she's in love with Sky. <sighs> this is uh, do not sigh at me. Simmons is happening. Skimmers is going to happen. I will fight for it, and I will destroy everything in my way to make sure that this happens. And I Ever. will be your okay. nemesis and fight against you. Also, Why? also, just so that everyone has a very clear idea about what's going on in our house right now, Kriana just came out and got, like, a piece of pie the size of a quarter of the pie. It was exactly a quarter and of the pie. Ran it was exactly one office. quarter of that pie. Uh, ran back well, like she thought I wasn't going to notice. You did say that you needed more pie, so, I mean... It's a really good pie in my defense. Yeah, so what kind of pie is it? Cherry, of course. Nice. Fancy. Not really. Um, I made it with the canned stuff. <laughs> And but, not even good canned stuff. But you, generic you store made brand it. Canned stuff. She did make it, and her crust is Making really... it is much fancier than store-bought. So you're already, like, a step above what I would do. Truth. <laughs> yeah, you would, you would like, go to the corner store and get one of those tabletop mini pies and just scarf it down. I, I understand that, though. I, I, it's like, I haven't done that before. I don't know what you're talking about. Except I bought at the <laughs> farmer's market, okay? It, it's healthier if you buy it at the farmer's market. The yes. tabletop pie at the farmer's market? Yeah, absolutely. Things that you buy at the farmer's market don't have calories, Dome. Exactly. <laughs> They're healthy. Oh, good buy, lord. Buy all my cheese at the farmer's market. Perfect. Absolutely. Happy Earth Day, everyone. Shop at the farmer's market. There are no calories in that. Oh, God. So, yeah, I had no idea why they ended that way, why they're doing what they're doing. And the ending totally threw me. Yeah, I, um, I'm i going to be honest with you. I was completely dead last night and also had a lot of wine. So I'm probably going to have to rewatch that episode because I was so, like, exhausted and slightly drunk that I was just like, there are things and they're happening, but Skimmons is really important, and I don't know what's going on. And why is Hemsworth Reject still here? Why is he not yeah, dead yet? Huh? He needs to be yeah. dead a long time ago. Yeah, like, I need them to kill him off real quick so I can focus on people that are important. Actually, speaking of people who were not important and are becoming more important, is I think I'm starting to like Hunter. And I'm not sure if it's because he was, like, super protective of Fitz this episode, and that's, like, a really great thing for me, or if he just is starting to grow on me like a fungus, but I don't hate, I mean, not that I ever hated Hunter, but I was always kind of like, Well, that's good, because that's going to be what the spinoff is about, is him. Yeah, Yeah. we don't know yet. It's not confirmed yet. I don't know. I want them. What? It's as confirmed as it's going to be. It's come out from multiple sources that, you know, he's part of the spinoff. And uh, the only person who hasn't really said anything is uh, we not said anything. Yeah. Well, is, has Marvel officially said 
Marvel has unofficially said it through a number of uh, uh, connected Twitter accounts more than anything else. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to still hold off. Um, I'm really sad because there were unfounded and completely untrue rumors about a Miss Marvel TV show that I want. But again, it's too early for that because we haven't had the Captain Marvel movie. And we need that kind of first. But I really want Miss Marvel to happen. Me too. I want the Muslim Miss Marvel. Yes. That is, I'm, I'm specifically talking be. about Kamala Khan is who I want for Miss Marvel. Uh, that, mm-hmm. was my, that was who I was talking about. So yes, definitely. Um, and of course, the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff really really needs to be a full season order for Agent Carter. Like, I don't know how many times I can say this until Marvel is like, all right, fine. Like, we'll just do it. But, like, oh, my God. Did I tell you guys? Did I tell you guys that I met Angie? I met met Angie this weekend. We saw on your Facebook. Yes. Ah. It's amazing, you guys. And she talked about how she really, in a role, she really looks for, like, strong, like, inner, like, female relationships, and is, like, I'm just, like, I need, you're the best human. Anyway, she's lovely. I met Peggy's girlfriend. It's fine. I'm fine. (laughs) And you sat at her feet and learned. I did. I did. She's the tiniest human being I've ever seen in my life, though. Like, I'm, in picture of us, she is wearing, like, at least four inch stilts and Dang. she's like my height and I'm like five so she's so itty bitty the tiniest human being in the whole world so if that's it, that's all the question needs to be asked I think uh, why Black Widow is not in virtually any of the Avengers merch at all? So I thought we answered this. Uh, well, it's yeah, sexism. actually, it actually, was. It well, was ver- Wait a minute! It was actually verified by the Disney brand marketing team. Uh, someone who was interviewed, who used to work on the team and no longer does, quoted as. I saw a deck circulated by Disney brand marketing team. I'm prohibited from sharing it it's in its entirety. But the takeaway is that unlike the actual demos, the desired demographic had no females in it whatsoever. When asked why, it, they were told that's not why Disney bought us. They already have the girls market on lockdown. Oh, what? The, so that's the quote. So when this article came out this week and like my friend started posting it, I was like, wait, wasn't that article already posted? Because there was another article like three months ago that was saying the same thing. And this is another person saying the same thing like months later. And I'm like, this is so like, we have another one because it keeps fucking happening. And there was another one. There was another one back when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and everyone was like, "Why can't you find anything with Gamora on it?" Yep. Right. And then it finally, some started to come out at the end. Yeah. It's just like I'm. I'm just so tired of this. Like, I. I. I I'm not. 
I'm not surprised by this, but at the same time, I'm still like in shock that we still are having this discussion because we've had this discussion so many fucking times every few months and it's just it's tiring like i'm so tired of it and i still have to keep doing it because nothing is changing and that's so fucking frustrating i think the the real problem is that it's getting worse actually yeah uh not that it's you know still as bad as it was it's getting worse i mean Look, if we're going to at some point have a Black Widow movie, which we need to have, which we should have. Fucking better. At, and, and if we need a full series of Agent Carter, which, of course, we also do need, then yeah. at some point the powers that be at Disney slash Marvel slash whoever the hell are doing this needs to come to the realization that these, these characters are worthy of the same kind of treatment that Hulk and Iron Man and Thor and the rest of them are getting. It's yeah, ridiculous well, to think otherwise. I I got accidentally got into a Facebook argument with a friend of a friend, and he I really was hate trying it when to that tell happens. me. Right? And, and like, you think I'm like, oh, me, I hate it when that happens, but no, I really actually, yeah. that's literally the worst. Yep. Uh, my friend was on my side, but he was like commenting on her, on her post of this article, and he was like, well, I mean... Her not being on merchandise is like the same as Hawkeye not being on merchandise. And I was no, like, all right, first of all, Hawkeye no, it's is not. not the only male character. Exactly. I was like, Hawkeye is one of like 11 male characters. Black Widow is the only fucking female character that we have. Which also is a much cooler than Hawkeye, let's also, face it. It would be a lot more problematic if Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was deaf like he is in the comics, then that would kind of make it an issue of um, deaf representation in, you know, the movies. But he's not in the movies. He's able-bodied. He's just another white dude who is, like, I don't I don't care. Like, I like Hawkeye, but I don't care enough. Now, he's I have not... to correct you there for a minute because yes. deaf people are not disabled. I, I apologize They're for that. differently abled differently abled is that okay i think so that, that is um, the, the i'm the correct one okay i apologize yeah. for my um i did a bad job with words it's okay yep. it was the heat that of the moment so i understand yes however if he, you were part of a minority group in any way right he does not represent his entire group because he is not deaf in the are, are you kidding like let oh no, let's cry. They left one of the white guys out. Right, exactly, and that's that. That is clearly the same thing as leaving out Black Widow. No, not even a little bit. The problem, the problem is not that they're leaving her out, which is ri- a ridiculous problem on its own. Mm-hmm. But the rationale that that's not what Disney bought us for. Disney has a lock on the little girl market already with all the yeah. princesses and they don't want to cross they don't want to cross the streams and that's right. just bullshit. Yeah. That's well, absolutely also cuz like clearly little girls only want to be princesses, right? Evidently. Like they don't want to be anything else. Also, well, that, I didn't want to be a marine biologist or anything. I just wanted to be a princess. No, yeah, a princess with dolphins. Right? Hell yeah. You know <laughs> all what the el- dolphins. You know yeah. what else really makes me mad about that is now that you're saying it, I'm realizing, back in my day, but oh, Lord. <laughs> seriously, back when we were kids, 
Disney toys and Disney stuff was marketed in either a very unisex way or... Eh. No, it was. Well, much more than it is now. More than it is now, but I don't think that's true. there was, you know, something for girls and something for boys. Yeah. You know, like, Oliver and Company... You know, they didn't sell a princess dress to go with it. And Aladdin, they had... Sure, you got Jasmine and princess outfits, but there were Aladdin outfits right there next to it. And they don't do that as much anymore, I'm realizing. Like, I can't... I don't think I've well, seen well, anything... Well, think, think about it this way. Uh, you can buy the Little Mermaid outfit for your daughter... Can you buy any other outfit from Little Mermaid? I don't think so. No, it's, you could. I know no. you can, but I don't think they exist. No, they did. My brother yeah. had a Trident's Trident. It made noise. <laughs> I think what this conversation needs is a more in-depth look into the current merchandising strategy of Disney, which is more than any of us are probably willing to do right now. <laughs> well, yeah, right now, yeah. Yeah, no. Homework. Homework for next week. Homework for next week. And while we're thinking of that, uh, one of my favorite movies in the world was Galaxy Quest. It was the only Tim Allen movie I actually enjoyed. And uh, I enjoyed it because it had this this group of A list actors. You playing. didn't like Toy Story? No, not at all. Oh my <gasps> god, Toy Story is the worst. What? Go away! Toy Story I is hate- the worst. Oh my god! I don't think I've ever watched a single Toy Story movie all the way through. You watched more than one? I know there are more than one. That's it. But Galaxy Quest worked because it was a bunch of A-list actors playing B-list actors in a really good script. Uh, And Galaxy Quest is now about to be turned into a TV series and not just a network TV series. It's either going to be, uh, I'm not sure if it's Netflix or or not. Oh, no, CBS. But, I mean, what made the show, what made the TV, the the original movie work was Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, uh, and a whole bunch of other incredibly good actors. And I just wonder how it's going to work without them. That's a very good question. I don't know. I'm just like, and I tired, don't think it's <laughs> tired of reboots. Yeah, I would like, like, I'm excited because I also think Galaxy Quest is amazing. Yeah, but I'm getting to the point where I'm like, yay. Yeah, I feel like in the yeah. last like month, every single thing that could have a reboot is getting a reboot. Well, Netflix has figured out that they can make money making. Mm original series and that people really enjoy their original series and they're snapping things they're snapping up anything that has a cult following or 
that was kind of a sleeper hit, and they're saying, we're going to reboot this now. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is weird, because they failed so spectacularly with Arrested Development. Oh, my God, yeah, they did, and it was... It was so looked forward to by so many people. Well, because it was such an ensemble show. Like, the whole point of the show was that it was so ensemble-based, and they hadn't worked together in a long time, and you really could feel it. The comfort that was in season three was not there in the reboot for season four. Unfortunate. Zombrarian, I know you want to talk about the Star Wars trailer. I do. But I want to say things without Kriana yelling at me. Kriana? I'm taking no off yelling. my headphones. Okay. <laughs> so Go Kriana, ahead, love. You're on. So I am I am still I will put it right out there. I am still very cautious. I am far more cautious than I am optimistic. I don't think for sure that J.J. Abrams can do a good job. That said, I was one of those people who legit teared up when Harrison Ford walked out of the back of that spaceship and said, we're home, Chewie. Oh my God. I was like, ah, my life and my childhood. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. So- it, it, it was at that point that I was looking at the screen and I went, this has the possibility to break my heart. Yep. Before that, I was like, okay, this is going okay. This is going okay. I'm not seeing lots of horrible CGI like we saw in the not to be discussed prequels. Um, the what? Exactly. I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of epic, like epic skyscapes and like big, like it was epic. It was all big desert planets and big wide spaces and space, space and space. space. Um, and Honestly, I have some optimism now because it really looks like J.J. Abrams took very seriously where people felt like the prequels went wrong and went back to what people loved about the originals, which was basically that it's a fantasy epic with robots. Yeah. So here, I feel like here's that's a good description of the trailer. Here, here's why I'm cautiously optimistic. Harrison Ford, it makes everything better. No, no, I wish it were so, <laughs> but it isn't. Almost everything. I'm gonna give him Harrison Ford makes almost everything better. I got except the, golf courses and Indiana Jones. And a, yeah, and and Indiana Jones <laughs> fucked for the fourth time. I have the beef. Look out. But here's... There are only three Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, you're right there. There are only three. There are only three. No, yeah, we're good. Everything's fine. If... That's it, that's all. He does a really, 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 really 
acceptable job with this movie. And there's glimmers of it there that says it's going to happen. I'm willing to watch it. But what I hope happens is that this takes all of his time and the new Star Trek movie that's coming out with a different producer and a different director is going to get back to what Star Trek should be. Yes. And if that happens... Yeah, yeah. Isn't Simon Pegg writing this one too? I'm sorry? Isn't Simon Pegg writing this one? Did I, did I make that up rumor. in my head? I don't know if it's true or not, but that's the rumor that's floating all he over. He might the be getting a writing credit. Hmm. But I mean, okay. good for him if he is, because yeah. uh, it, that can only make it significantly better. Yeah. And I yes. think if J.J. Abrams focuses on a franchise that he likes, Star Wars, as opposed to a franchise that he had no interest in, Star Trek, and lets people deal with it, we might be able to resurrect that franchise into something really, really nice. Right. And I don't, you know me, I don't love J.J. Abrams. I feel like he has a long track record of coming up with a very good concept and then not following through with it. But what he does well is epics and what he does well is fantasy. He doesn't do sci-fi well. Well, he does sci-fi when he pushes it into the fantasy realm. If you exactly, at, which, which like is why... Eight, it's wonderful. Which is why Fringe was so great to start yeah, and then absolutely. kind of went down when they started to try to go into more hard science fiction and then picked back up when he started skirting that line again. And so I mm -hmm. think that of all of the things we could be trusting him with, I think that um, this is a good thing. Um, and also, I, I'm weird. I really hope that John Williams does the score. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Because for me, that was actually a big part of why the, um, the prequels felt so weird. Because you could tell they were working hard to stay in the style of the actual Star Wars movies, but that it wasn't, like, you could tell it wasn't the same hand. Yes, and it, that it was. John Williams did the first three? Yeah. John Williams has gone senile, and we shouldn't let him do these. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, that's wrong, and then I googled it just to make sure. I was sure he didn't do the first three because the music was so weird and cheesy. Well, I just just Googled Star Wars Episode One Composer and first thing, John Williams. Star yeah. Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, music composed by. He's did he yeah. do did he do episodes two and three? Yup. Oh God, John Williams has gone senile and should not do these. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we want to wrap up the show at this point, but I want to do one more really, really quick plug. Um, a, a, a documentary opened, uh, and it actually is a straight-to-DVD documentary called I Am Big Bird, the Carol Spinney story. I've got to tell you, if there was ever a person who deserved a documentary that was cool about Sesame Street, but it's not about Sesame Street. It's about him being this puppet for all these years, what he invested into it, and what came out of it. 
I suggest you pick it up at a video store if video stores existed anymore. And then go watch our interview with him on the YouTubes. Because it was one of the coolest ones we ever had. Wait, do we yeah. know if it's coming to Netflix? Do we know if it's coming we to We don't Netflix? know, but yep. you can certainly Google it. So I would tell you what's on the calendar, but the calendar is still not fixed, and so we've got some convention stuff coming up, I guess. Sir Sarah? Uh, yeah. I'm totally ready for this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Um, shut up. Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, booksandabooze.com, and comicarthouse.com. Visit comicarthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves on lawrencemademecry.com. Tonight's intro music provided by Rob Watts. Find more of his creations at robwattsonline.com. Don't? I want to thank Chris Prue from Double Midnight Comics, one of our sponsors, for joining us tonight to invite you all to Free Comic Book Day if you're in New England at their Manchester and Concord, New Hampshire sites. I want to thank our, our cast for joining us and, and basically slipping through the show. <laughs> Revere Time Vortex, what? the sweetheart of the soundboard, Brianna, and the woman of words, Zombrarian. Thank you very much, ladies. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still asleep. Mm-hmm. Continuing your own personal galaxy quest, Sir Sarah, a pleasure as always. I touched Lindsay Fonseca. <laughs> was it good? What? Was it good? Yes, it was. This is Tom saying, Genie, shared famous lesson, shared joy increased. Thus, y'all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. I know.